All right. We're recording. Oh. <laughs> I feel um, like we're on episode eight that we should have a better introduction. Nah, brother. Nah? Nah, fam? Nah, fam. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to Unfiltered episode eight, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Sunday or whatever day of the week you're listening to. We have to stop saying that because you could listen to this any day of the week. Yeah, but you know what? All the days are the same. All the days especially really are the same. Yeah, no, this is actually a good point. I just realized I probably shouldn't be eating while I'm podcasting. Actually, I really wanted to hear that crunch in the background with every bite. So. No, listen, I don't have any food in my house, people. Literally, all I have is popcorn and a can of beans. And so. she's going to go to Trader Joe's and get pumpkin Jojo's, mochi yeah. ice cream, and the spicy talky things. Yes. So. If you haven't tried any of those, you need to. I literally ate like half a bag of those things i don't know what, what are they even called i just call them the spicy talky things no they're um you have a bag go get it <laughs> i don't want to get up all right well trader joe's sponsor us Okay, we're going to start this episode with the question for Queens yes. from last week with the answer. Um, check out our Thoughtful Thursdays, by the way. We're now yes. posting the questions on our Instagram every week. So in case you forgot to try to solve it, it's a good reminder. So yes. check that out. Okay, so now I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the answer to this question from last week. Okay, so we're trying to approximate pi and we're given a random number generator. So basically, we're going to generate just thousands of numbers. Okay, so we want a big set of data and we're going to say, okay, the first number that's generated is going to be our x and the second number is going to be our y. So we end up with just thousands of these x, y pairs um, from all these random numbers that we've generated. Now, if you imagine a graph, we know that the values that are generated are somewhere between zero and one inclusive, right? That was given in the statement. So we know that we're going to be in the positive positive or top right quarter of our axis. And by generating all these numbers from zero to one, we're going to end up with a unit square, which is basically a square with um, side lengths of one. And that's because we're going from the zero to one. So you're going to end up with corners at zero, 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 one, one, zero, and one, one. Now to figure out pi, Obviously, we know that rate relates and corresponds to a circle. And in this case, since we're generating from zero to one, it has to be the unit circle because by definition, the unit circle has a radius of one. So when we generate all these numbers, we can use a distance formula to calculate which of these points are um, at a distance greater than one or less than one from the origin. And if they're less than one, then they are inside this unit circle, which by the way, we only have a quarter of the unit circle because we're just in the upper right axis. Um, so that'll come into play later, but so we basically calculate these distances and then we can take the number of points that are inside the circle. So their distance is less than one and the number of points that are outside the, the circle, which the distance would be greater than one. So those are the rest of the ones in this square and divide those by each other. So we end up with the area of a quarter circle over the area of a unit square. And then we know that the area of a circle is pi r squared, but we only have a quarter circle. So we divide that by four. And then you can set that equal to um, your equation of the areas and actually figure out what pi is. So there you go. It sounds really complicated and it's a really long explanation, but 
I try, try like graphing it out or something if you can't visualize it, which is a bunch of points in these in this unit square, and you'll be able to see there's a, a correspondence between the two areas. So there you go. That's that's it. So I guess Kim, do you wanna take it away and and give this week's question? Yes. Yeah, so if you didn't know that you're actually taking an exam today, and that's what yeah. this whole podcast episode is about, and this is the second question. <laughs> we'll move on to the third, fourth of myth later on. <laughs> Okay, so this week's question is, suppose you are visiting an island with knights who always tell the truth, knaves who always lie, and jokers who can do either. You meet three islanders named Ellis, Farron, and Gobi. They all know what the others are, a knight, knave, or joker, and make the following statements. Ellis said... <laughs> Sorry. Who was that? Ellis says... Farron is a joker. Farron says Gobi is a joker. And Gobi says Ellis is a joker. If exactly one of them is a joker, how many of them are knights? So it's not that hard, but I recommend writing down your thoughts. You'll need, it's like a, you'll have to kind of go through a process, but it's good. I like this one. All right. So shout out to Alex for providing that question. Yes. Um, Thank you. You can catch him on episode seven, follow your dreams, (laughs) queens. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to be changing gears here a little bit. If you listen to episode three, which if you haven't, please go back and listen because you will not understand this next part if you don't. Um, We promised you guys that we were going to try something we talked about in that episode, which was uh, episode three was one where we were answering your questions that you sent in and somebody asked what is... Um, a quirk that all UCI students have. This isn't a quirk that all UCI students have, but we kind of went down this track and brought up the fact that our freshman year, we saw this girl who would, like, we saw this multiple times. She would do this a lot, but she would get hot water from the tea station, get a banana, bite off pieces of the banana, spit it into the hot water, and then drink the hot water. And so... (laughs) We promised you guys we were going to try that on one episode, and we've been <laughs> neglecting yes. that for a while now and putting it off because we haven't wanted to. Yes. Actually, no, it's because we didn't have bananas. We had to go buy some. This but. is true. I drove all the way to the store today just to get one banana for you people. So. Also, you got a gross-looking banana. I did because all, all the other ones were green. Oh, and yeah. I was mine's like, pretty I good. I need something to be... Uh, yeah. Well, you're not really going to be eating it. You're going to be drinking it. But it so. needs to like diffuse into the water. That's, that's true. This is true. <laughs> I want to taste the banana. Okay. <laughs> this is true. Okay. So we are going to go ahead and do that now. Um, and you can hear our reactions. Yeah. But we're also going to record ourselves doing it, which I'll screen record right now. Yes. So we'll post that somewhere in case anyone wants to see how Hot banana water tastes. Can you tell me when you're screen recording? So yeah, I can... I'm not screen recording it. <laughs> we open the banana and then we have to bite it off and spit it in because okay, Kimberly, <laughs> it, she's pretending her banana is like a makeup thing and she's applying it to her skin and showing us the color. So thank you very much for that. Oh my god, she's applying it like lipstick right now. <laughs> okay, my water is uh, becoming cold. So I know. Same. Okay, so bite and then spit. Okay. okay. Okay, I'm biting. Winky face. I'm spitting. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> Why do you spit so grossly? <laughs> Dude, that just plopped in my face. 
<laughs> I feel like I'm it feels so wrong in my mouth. To yeah, spit it out. I, I don't like this. I'm sorry, but I can't put it in my mouth because it's just okay. This all if this was taken out of context. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. The bananas in the water. I repeat. I have a good three pieces in here. Are you ready to drink? Yeah. Well, should okay, okay. Cheers. Oh, what? cheers. I was gonna say, should we let it seep? Oh, uh, let it let seep a little bit. Yeah. Sit. Is it but super steep? Steep. steep. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you know what i'm putting You're my also, kim's also the one who thought pulitzer pulitzer prize was pullet surprise like the word surprise like, and then pull it instead I don't of bullet what that pull is it. oh pull it and then surprise yeah but it's pulitzer prize yeah so. okay i know just clarifying that well i but it is steep okay ready we're gonna drink okay i've got my whole banana in the water cheers <laughs> i only put three pieces cheers <laughs> See, it hasn't steeped enough because my water isn't hot enough. My water's hot, but I, I taste it a little bit, but I can't tell if I'm just tasting the residual banana left in my mouth from spitting it out. You know what? We're just going to sip this throughout the episode then. And that was very anticlimactic, but thanks for watching my swatches. <laughs> Put it all on the Instagram. Let them know. Okay. Anyway, people, uh, that was interesting. I'm, we're going to keep drinking because... Mm. Mine kind of tastes like banana. I got a little piece <laughs> in my mouth. I kind of just want to eat my banana now, though. No, it's like soggy. Oh, oh see, no, I like put my whole ass banana in the freaking... <laughs> well, you wouldn't be eating yours anyways because yours was all brown and gross. Mine's yeah. a perfectly good banana. Actually, no. Mine was quite good. There was no bruises. Don't hate... Okay, Michaela, you can't judge a banana by its peel. All right? That's going to be the Monocle Monday quote. <laughs> Yes, and then people will try to guess the context of what it was. Exactly. Anyways, wow, clearly we have gone off off topic a lot off today. Topic a little bit. Oh, a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's okay. the real purpose of this episode, which we haven't gotten to yet? Um, well, this episode's called Zoom Doom. It is Zoom Doom, people. Happy Zoom Halloween. Doom. This is very, very frightening. Halloween, Halloween. But... Yeah, today we're talking about Zoom Doom, which we're, what we will be talking about in terms of Zoom Doom is clearly everybody is kind of, not everybody, but most people are virtual right now, whether yes. it's with school or work or whatever, if you can be. Right. Kim is virtual for her um, PhD classes, and then I'm also working virtually. So in this episode, we're kind of going to be talking about the pros and cons that we've encountered working virtually, um, how we see this affecting uh, our futures and, well, the future of, of virtual activities mm-hmm. slash in-person activities. Um, and just, yeah, what we've kind of been through and have encountered so far in the past two-ish months of doing this since we both started. Well, you've been in school less than I have, but yeah, less than I've been working, but for the past little while that we've been virtual. So, yeah. Kim, do you want to take it away? For sure, everyone. So, I don't know. I try to see the bright side in things. At first, it was really hard for me and I'm sure everyone else to grasp, especially because we were graduating and I was just like, oh God, really, we have to do this. But then it kind of got exciting, right? Because everyone is baking all that bread and doing all those wild True. things. Everyone started like, bleaching their pants and their hair. So 
people had time finally to do things that they've always wanted to do. And I found that really exciting. But after months of having to be virtual or being stuck in the house and everything, I kind of just developed this sadness. And I actually have a video or a YouTube video about it if you want to go see what I was feeling specifically. But I would say the pros of being like in quarantine and having to do um, virtual instruction for my classes, I definitely, I've talked about this in other episodes. Episodes, my favorite. I've talked about this in other episodes. Of the podcast. Of the podcast. um, That I'm definitely less scared to ask questions now. And I'm more inclined to engage in conversation with the professor and I'm really not afraid to be wrong. Um, I used to be so scared to ask questions in class just because I always thought the professors would think I was stupid because you know like you're in class and they're looking right at you if you raise your hand and so I just didn't want to be perceived as someone that didn't know what was going on but now that I'm in graduate school looking back at my undergraduate career I realize no one knows anything in undergrad. It is like So such a fact that no one knows anything and you finally, so when you go into undergrad, you literally don't know shit, but you realize all of the things you can know. And that is the beauty of undergrad. So now I realize that in grad school, like even today, the professor asked a question. It was really awkward and silent and no one was answering. And I just put down my space bar. I was like, uh, I think this is the answer. And it wasn't. And I was like, cool. Glad I got it wrong because at least I tried and I learned. Um, Wait, question? Yes. Like, do you guys have your cameras on? We have it on for one class. Yeah. Okay. Is that class? Um, are you still asking questions in that class? That's the one where I ask questions. Okay. And okay. where I answer. Interesting. Because for me, like, well, I know I'm interrupting your no, no, time no, here, fine. but for Go me, ahead. um, I find that I'm less scared to like ask questions and that kind of stuff if my camera's not on because mm-hmm. I don't know, like I think it goes back to what we talked to before of like you have a reputation to uphold like as a woman. So it's like not obviously they can tell from my name that I'm a female and whatever. And if I know them, then obviously that, you know, they know me prior. But right. um, if I'm meeting someone new and like we're just talking on, on audio and stuff, um, Sometimes I feel like I can just ask whatever and not worry about being dumb because I don't feel like they're going to judge me as much. Partly because I think just eye contact is like scary. (laughs) Like what you're saying, no one's looking at you. Exactly. Why is that so scary for us as humans though? And I, I really feel like it's because of technology. We're not used to looking at each other anymore. The other day, someone, um, uh, my, I met my housemate's boyfriend and he shook my hand and immediately my eyes went to the floor. And this has happened <laughs> yeah. to me multiple times. I'm just like, I, I'm normally very good with eye contact, but for some reason, sometimes in a situation yeah. where I feel like the person is superior for whatever reason, yeah. I feel threatened and I look yeah. away. Well, that's like natural yeah, human yeah. instinct. I mean, you feel threatened, like right. you don't want to. But it's but not also, normal for us to like not be making eye contact. Yeah, anymore. no, I agree. Well, I also think this is like getting totally off topic, but I it's think fine. that that in particular has to do with also our generation. I think that's way more yeah. common in our generation than older generations. And I think it has to do all with social media because yes. 
we all are so used to interacting with people virtually Virtually. exactly what we're talking about and like not knowing your face or your name or whatever and you can message whatever you want and you don't have to worry about whatever double text if you want you know kind of stuff that kind of stuff so it's like then as soon as you're in person you don't know how to interact especially because we're just so used to interacting virtually so that's why that's why like for me that's exactly what I'm saying like it goes back to the having the camera off and talking and stuff like that it's like they don't know who you are. Yeah. It's the same thing on social media. Like people feel like they can say whatever and do whatever on social media because you're not physically there. Right. You know? No, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. And that's why I feel it's, it's so difficult to um, be thankful for this time because there are a lot of things, not only obviously globally, we, a lot of people have died from the pandemic, but just socially, we're social creatures. And I don't think this is going to be good for us. Like I, even myself feel like I've forgotten how to interact with people. Yeah. Yeah. I sometimes feel awkward. If, if someone at the grocery store tries to talk to me, like one of the workers, Mm -hmm. I don't remember how to form my thoughts properly. And even like, stay away from me. This is not six feet. Exactly. So (laughs) It's just really, really interesting. And I think it'd be interesting to explore more this whole eye contact idea and how it makes us more scared to ask questions and everything. Um, But I think that like as a woman too in engineering, that's like one of the most important things you can have, you know, because like they teach you as a profession, as a professional, like your handshake and eye contact, like if you're an interview or meeting people is so important. And I feel like a lot of females are very timid with that kind of stuff when why are you looking at me like that? No, no, I'm laughing because I have a story. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, like I feel like a lot of girls are timid when it comes to that kind of yes. stuff. But like, squeeze that freaking hand. Like, yes. that your handshake is so important and like really says a lot about who you are. And um, eye contact too. So obviously, like social situation versus a professional situation is a little bit different. Yeah. But do it like that. Having that demeanor is so so important. Agreed. So. Agreed. But but it's going to be interesting after all of this because it's like, you don't have to do that right now. Right. I haven't shaken, my handshake's so good. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't shaken anybody's hands in seven months. <laughs> um, so the story I have is, uh, it was my second year. I had an interview for this like internship program that I applied for. <laughs> and one of the ladies that was interviewing me was such a strong presence. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed her presence, but it was very, she was so confident and very strong, like I said. So after the interview, she comes up to me and she she says, Kimberly, that was a wonderful interview. She reaches her hand out and I also reach oh, my no. hand out and we start shaking hands. But then she puts her other hand on top of mine and <laughs> I felt defeated. I was like, you're so powerful. I can't queen me. So immediately, right when she did that, I broke eye contact and I looked at the floor. (laughs) Isn't that insane? Dude, that's literally like, we're animals. We're mammals. Like you felt threatened and defeated. You knew you'd lost the battle. You were like, all right, I'm no longer fighting for this. But what's crazy is that there was no fight to begin with. You know, and they're like, what's that called when they're submitting? Dominant. Yeah. Submitting. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But there was That's no fight so to begin with because I know, I know, I know. she was thanking me for the interview. I know. That's so funny, though. <laughs> oh, man. I will never forget that moment because I just felt like so <laughs> inferior to her. But I've done that to someone else where I'll put the hand just to see what they do. It's always so funny. People get caught off guard. 
Really? Yes, because they're like, oh shit, I did not next, expect. Next time you should do that, you should just grab them and bring them in for a hug. Yes, Michaela. Then they'll just think I'm weird. I need them to think I'm powerful <laughs> and almighty. All right? <laughs> Anyways, okay. I don't know what we were talking about. I don't know either. Oh, okay. Um, I'm continuing with the pros okay. and the cons. So yeah, yes, that's... Continue. We just talked about pros and cons, um, basically, but <clears throat> another pro that I've noticed, and I'm sure everyone else has, is that I definitely have more time for stuff. Like, I'm very busy with my classwork, but I also... I'm not, I don't have to wake up an hour before class to get ready. I don't have to walk to class. I don't mm-hmm. have to have meetings on campus, blah, blah, blah. I can wake up five minutes before class and turn on my laptop. So yeah. there's a lot of time saved and it's really, really nice. But on the sad, sad side is that I I don't know if this is for everyone, but a lot of my classmates are international. And so I don't have a lot of contact with them. There's one girl that I've been getting pretty close with, but she lives in India. So we can only contact each other when it's my morning or um, her morning. And yeah, I, one way I've been trying to combat this though, is that last week I emailed my entire class or Monday, actually, I emailed my entire class. I said, hi, everyone. My name's Kim. I would really like to form a study group because I work better with other people. And the thing is, I don't want to study with them. I just want to work through homework with them and practice presentations with them because that's what we have to do. And almost or like 11 of them emailed me back and they said that they were down. So I created a Slack group chat. I made Zoom meetings for every Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. And this last Tuesday, no one showed up until the final like 20 minutes or something. And I just got really frustrated and discouraged. And I started crying because it's just, I know, I know that this is a hard time for everyone, but learning is supposed to be a very collaborative and fun experience. And that's why I wanted to do my doctorate, but it just doesn't feel like that right now. And so, yeah. um, I'll collab with you, dude. Please do. I'll come to your study hours. Please do. Wait, it'll be back back like we're sitting at the kitchen table. I'll do something. You do something. I'll try to help you with your homework. (laughs) I won't know the answer to it all. No, seriously, dude. If you ever want to work together online, I, I don't care. I just want someone there. You know, yeah, that's it. Well, that's what, why, like, all the time we'd study together, even if we weren't literally in any of the same yeah. classes. It's just nice to have someone who's like, work. Hello? What? I just taste, taste a banana, banana now. Wait, let me taste it. It tastes pretty good. Oh, I definitely taste Whoa. I taste it too. It's this, like, like banana juice. Yeah. Interesting. And I've had something like that before. But, like, why? It's just so random. I don't know, dude. It's 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 actually yeah. It's not bad. I thought it was going to be worse, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Well, cheers, guys. So, Happy Halloween. Cheers. Happy Halloween, and everybody, go try banana water. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. What are your thoughts on Zoom Doom? What are my thoughts, dude? My thoughts are very similar. I think a lot of what you said transfers over to the workplace. Um, but as I said, for me, like one of the things that's been beneficial for me is that I'm more comfortable to speak up if we don't have camera. I mean, even if we do have camera, sometimes it's like, it's, it's like less stress than being there in person in the sense that like you're in your own comfort, comfort space. Mm -hmm. I can take my notes or do whatever I need to do. And 
like no one's judging me on, you know, I don't know, different, like just different things. And not that I'm worried about people judging me. Like I work in a great place, but it's just like, as just a natural human, like, you know, you always feel like people are watching you and judging you. Um, so that's been good. And then there are also a ton of work from home perks. Um, like I can snack anytime I want. That's true. And I don't have to pack my lunch the night before because I just take my lunch break, get up, take my lunch and then eat while I'm working. That's been great. And then also, as Kim said, I, I work at 630 and I my alarm goes off at 627. Yep. So it's been a real perk. <laughs> Also, I don't know how Michaela wakes up that early. I woke up that early today to finish a homework assignment, like, and the sun wasn't even out. And yeah, I was just not out yet. That is, if you guys saw my my takeover Tuesday the other day, I showed you. I work in the dark for the first like hour of my work day. Yeah, it's terrifying. No, it's you get used to it. I go to bed early. You probably went to bed at like two a.m. or something last night. Didn't okay, you? no, I went to bed at midnight. Oh, but... I'm so sorry. I went to bed at nine forty-five. So. Okay, you're going to have to do a whole episode on how you are able to Sleep. do that. Like, okay. or how, because even in undergrad, Michaela always did, went yeah. to bed so early. It was hardly yeah. ever that she would stay up late unless we were getting crunk in the clubs. You know what I mean? So anyway, yeah. okay. tangent. Anyways. Okay. Cons of working from home um, in industry, for me at least, is it's really hard to connect with people. Kind of like what, what Kim said, less face-to-face time. I mean, for me, I do have a lot of meetings with my camera on when it's like smaller groups and stuff. But at at least at my job, your connections are super, super important because you work with a lot of different departments. It's not like I just work with people in my one department. I'm working with people all across all different departments. And your relationship with that person can literally change your experience with a project or a job. Because if you need help from someone, if you have a good friendship or relationship with them, or even if you just see them around the office or the, you know, your desk and you stop and say hi or whatever, like you kind of form a little friendship. And then like, Mm -hmm. if you need something from them, often they're more willing to like do it faster or help you or things like that. And so it's like really, really important to have these good relationships in my job, which obviously you can do or you can attempt to do virtually, but it's way harder because you miss out on exactly what I said of like, oh, someone across the office walks by down the hall, you bump in, oh, you talk for 30 seconds, then you each go, like, you don't have any of that. It'd be so much easier if we were in person. So that's obviously a little bit hard. Um, But we've been trying to plan like happy hours with our team and like different groups of people and stuff like that. So those have been like a good way to get to know people outside of work. Um, And they're generally easier I think actually to do stuff like that because you know anyone can just log on versus having to like go to an actual place if you were to do happy hours in person so that's actually kind of a perk yeah um and then obviously I don't get all like the free lunches and fun activities that I get when I'm in the office (laughs) like they'd always like we used to have these thing called things called lunch and learns which now we still have them and you can still sign up but it's just learns Mm -hmm. basically (laughs) because when there were lunch and learns it was like over lunch hour you would go and they would have a different presenter every like once or once or twice a month and you learn about some new topic and then they provide lunch. So that was like the great part of it. So obviously we don't get that anymore. They still have the learns, but you must provide your own lunch. Okay. I just tasted it again. Now that's been sitting for like a while and it got kind of gross. Like I'm down to the end and it's very soggy banana tasting. I don't know, man. I'm still, I'm still there. I'm still feeling good about it. Well, good for you. (laughs) Thanks dude. But that sounds like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess everyone's experiencing that, right? Um, yeah, I think but, what we're going through is not unique to our situations. Yes, like most for people sure, are, for sure. if, you're, if you're working from home, you're probably experiencing similar stuff that I am. And if you're, if you're in class, I'm sure you're also experiencing similar stuff to Kim. So like, definitely let us know. Um, you can comment on our Instagram or anything like that. 
what the difficulties and um, benefits you guys have found from working at home or taking classes at home or just being virtual because we're curious to see what other people think of the situation. But yeah, but I think the takeaway is that Michaela and I uh, have been very proactive about being more social. And I think Michaela more than me, but she's scheduled, like she said, Zoom happy hours with a bunch of people, um, with a bunch of different friends, friend groups that she has, including groups within yeah, her work. Yeah, because I'm super, super popular. You so. are. You have so many friends. I have like five friends. Okay, guys, so. no. She okay. has a lot of friends. There are it's some people that actually don't have that many friends. You nut. But anywho, I've also been... Um, scheduling zoom meetings i actually met the, that grad school group of friends in person we had like a social distance hanging oh, out in someone's backyard oh, yeah nice mask on dude it was so weird meeting them in person because one of them was so tall i did not expect it not true because you only ever know the virtual that's true exactly. it's like when you meet someone on the phone and then meet them in person you're like their voice did not match up right. to what i was expecting yeah uh what were you saying okay yeah so I think what we're saying, the takeaway, yes, the takeaway is trying to obviously be proactive about being social because it's very easy to isolate yourself when you're in isolation. Yeah. Um, Just as long as you're being safe. I think that there are ways you can be safe and be social. Yes. A hundred percent. So you just need to figure out what works for you and what you're comfortable with. But I think there are definitely ways you can. Right. Like uh, Michaela and I and our friend Daria, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Yes. We actually camped in Michaela's backyard. We had our tent six feet apart. It was a wonderful time, except (laughs) for when. Okay. Okay, let me preface this. We had a great time. We came to my backyard. We each had our own individual tent so we could distance. We wore masks when we could, whatever. And then we had a bonfire. Did we? Yeah, we had a bonfire. We ate dinner, hung out in the backyard, went to sleep in our individual tents. And I'm laughing. Kim's pissed because I'm laughing because I had... Uh, one of it those, didn't like, affect you covers for my tent but um this is on me but um I kind of forgot that we have sprinklers in our backyard <laughs> so um it was like 5 55 yeah and it was just like this like super loud noise attacking all of our tents and I didn't feel all the of wetness. our tents all, like, Michaela outside of my tent I didn't feel the water I just heard the noise so I didn't know what was happening I woke up like terrified and then <laughs> Kim and Daria both said that they just like stayed in their sleeping bag and were like, well, I guess I'm just getting flooded now. Time to go back to sleep. No, Daria said the sprinkler was pointing straight at my tent. (laughs) No, I know. I'm saying you guys both definitely went in your tents, but I was like freaking out trying to call my dad to come turn the sprinklers off. And you guys were both like, well, I guess this is the rest of my night. (laughs) I was scared, you guys. I literally went inside my, um, my sleeping bag and I was like... I guess I have to wait it out because I I think I try I was I felt bad if I had to wake you up. I, oh, I see, was up. I couldn't hear you. It was so loud because the water was penetrating my tent. But all this to say, it is possible to have a sleepover in. And I recommend camping in your backyard with your best friends with yes. scary lights to bring up everywhere because it was real cute. It was like it was so Pinterest cute. vibes, you know. Anywho, uh, yeah. So <laughs> looking to the future, though. Well, I have a quick comment about industry, and this is like a common subject. Like people, there's articles all about this, but a lot of people have to travel for work and people are realizing now that you don't need to travel as much as you thought you did because there's so much you can do virtually. And I'll just say that for me, I've noticed that, well, yeah, I mean me, but also just my company too at Chevron, like we people have talked about that and 
Um, me specifically, like normally I'd have to fly like two to three times a year for, to do this acceptance test basically for some of our equipment. Mm -hmm. And we found ways to do that very effectively virtually. So those will probably reduce and stuff like that. So I think travel and that kind of stuff is definitely going to reduce. No, I think that's a good point that you bring up because I, there have been studies to show that working from home is actually way more effective, Mm -hmm. but I think that's only if it's coupled with being able to have a normal social life outside of that, right. Without the pandemic. So I, I feel like in the future, if we're, you know, once we're able to go back to some sort of normalcy, people, more people will probably be working from home because we have found that is, it is, can be done. I, I don't know. I feel like more work will be done in those cases. It's a very talked about topic amongst the younger generations at my company. Mm-hmm. But there's a big divide between the people who want that. And then there's like the older generations that really like the normalcy of going in every day from this time to this time. And then you're home, whatever. Yeah. So there's like a big divide. And there's been a lot of talk about it before the pandemic of like trying to um, allow some people to work from home sometimes. Like it was kind of like mm-hmm. a maybe. And I've heard that there's a much higher potential that they'll allow like once, maybe once a week you work from home or whatever. And some sort of transition to that eventually, because they've realized that like people can work from home and still be, and sometimes are more, more efficient or more productive at home. So. Yeah. And I think that is such a great thing, especially for people that probably have responsibilities at home and it's hard for them to, you know, like parents can save money on daycare Mm -hmm. or whatever, the kids have to go to um <laughs> I don't know where do they go during the day um but yeah that that is a really interesting thing and it's also sorry another tangent I'm just so fascinated by the differences in our generation mm-hmm. and how the older generations are so afraid of change and they're yeah. they like that consistency whereas a lot of younger people I don't know they yeah. like the the change up um, again, back to Chevron, but this is a topic that's been talked about is they're finding that the younger generations are being hired and then only staying for two, three, four years and then moving mm-hmm. to another job, which yeah. the older generations at Chevron, especially at Chevron, because they have really good benefits and all the stuff, stay and do their whole career of 30, 40 years at Chevron. And that's a norm for a lot of the older generations. But the younger generations um, they're finding are moving a lot more between jobs and that's not just Chevron specific. I mean, I think a lot of big corporations are finding that too. And so for whatever reason, yeah, it is really interesting to see how, yeah, that- like I can see myself or I I've never seen myself staying somewhere for more than five years, the PhD I can do, but that's it. Ah, oh, man, we are just a generation. That's interesting. Loves like what, what made us raise that way instead of what other people. I think I we're wonder if much, it's because technology. I, say, I think we're just in a much faster paced society. Yes. Than we than yeah. people used to be with technology. Yeah. Well, this would be interesting to Another talk about subject. in the future. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Okay. Totally off topic for today's topic, but it still okay. works. It works. Okay. Do you have anything else? What about you? What about future of classes? I mean, I know you said people are more efficient from home, but like classes, I feel like probably, especially as a PhD, you need to be pretty in person, right? Yeah, it is very hard being at home. But I think what just worries me is when I start research, because I don't know, like, it it seems that the lab group I want to join, they've been doing research pretty well. And uh, because they have their own entire lab. So a lot of lab groups I find are having trouble 
getting into the lab just because they can't really share space since there are other groups there, but they have this huge lab space all to themselves. Mm -hmm. So they're able to space out pretty well. Um, So they've been pretty productive. And so I think that uh, I'll, I'll be fine there. Yeah. It's wild times, man. It's, it's crazy. (laughs) Wild times. I know it seems like a dumb subject to talk about, but it is very fascinating the way this is affecting us as social creatures. And so if you can take any time to just observe that and read about it, please do, because our world is a fun place and there's always something to learn. True. God, I'm so inspirational. Anywho, thanks for listening Anywho, to this episode. Yes, thanks for listening and make sure you comment, like, subscribe. We are now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then as we mentioned last week, we are also now on Instagram. So make sure you follow our account. We're unfiltered PDCST, unfiltered podcast. And follow, like those pictures. We're going to be posting yes. new things every day of the week. Um, should we go over those now real quick so people have something to look forward to or do we want to like surprise? Sure, please yeah. do. Okay, so as you saw on Monday, if you follow the account, we now have Monocle Mondays where we're posting some quotes or interesting topic we brought up in any of our episodes. We have a Takeover, takeover Tuesday. Tuesday, which uh, I had the honor of doing our first Takeover Tuesday this week where I took you guys through as much as I could of my normal day-to-day life at work. Um, and I was in the refinery, so that was kind of cool. Um, Wednesday is way back Wednesday. So check out our Instagram for this past week's post for that. And then we have thoughtful Thursday where we'll be reposting the question for Queens question. So you guys can keep thinking about that. And then we're going to have our newest segment is going to be fierce Friday where we're going to, um, basically highlight one of our, uh, female friends or, um, anyone that wants to be highlighted on the page to basically showcase, the accomplishments and everything that these amazing women have done. So look out for that. And then we have sneak peek Saturdays where we'll be posting on our story, a quick sneak peek of that week's episode that will be coming out. So follow our Instagram, listen on Spotify, Apple podcasts, please like comment, subscribe. Um, And you can also review us on our website, which is in our Instagram bio and all over the place on social media. So yeah, thank you for listening. This is thank you for listening. Episode eight of Unfiltered, and we'll be here next week. Yeah, ready. My name is Kimberly. My name is Michaela, and, and this, this is Unfiltered. Unfiltered. I'm gonna fart. I'm gonna fart. I'm gonna fart. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put that actually in the podcast. Wait, did you stop it or Definitely did you record, record it? it? Okay, good. Yeah.